Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal here. It's Thursday, December 21st, 2023. That's right. It's winter solstice. What a special day for us. Winter solstice, the moment during the year when the path of the sun in the sky is farthest south in the northern hemisphere. That's today. That's tonight, actually. I think around 7 p.m. It doesn't really matter, okay? Not to be precise. What does that mean? It's the day with the least amount of sunlight. Uh, Why does this matter? Well, uh, the night is darkest before the dawn. That's right. That means it's only going to get going. uh, It's only going to get brighter from here until June 21st. That is when we have the uh, summer solstice, right folks? Okay. I'm not an expert with the uh, sort of placement of the moon and the sun and the stars, but I really hope that this uh, can really be a turning point for us during the Christmas season that uh, all good things are right around the corner. And I got a lot of content for you on this morning rush hour drive. Lots to get into. I've got some Christmas music. I've got some celebrity gossip, a touch of Bachelor Nation mental health, and some TikToks to share. Isn't that great? Where do we begin? I tell you what, I have to be honest with you. I made the mistake last night of going to a supermarket. I know several days before Christmas, the supermarket, it was a rainy evening here in Los Angeles, which I guess drives more people to the supermarket. And that's right. There was a real kerfuffle at the self-checkout lane. I know this is a hack premise, but I have to say it here. The self-checkout lane has to go. We all need to decide to start stealing stuff. I don't know, maybe marking organic things down to non-organic. I don't know, maybe weighing our bananas, something differently. Guys, it has to end. It's, it's ridiculous. So we had six self-checkout lines, and the, uh, the natural order of things during this slammed rush hour was that people decided to create two separate lines for each side of the self-checkout. I don't know if I can properly illustrate this to you. Traditionally, there's one mega line, and then you're dispersed to the different checkout areas. But because the mega line started between the six checkout, three on one side, three on the other, people decided, like ants, right, we're not the smartest, you know, collectively humans, we, people decided to, to start two separate lines. And rather than try to build it back together into one super line, I chose the shorter of the two separate lines. Well, after waiting 10 minutes uh, for the self-checkout here, you know, where I have to type in russet potatoes and try to find out what type of avocado I have, all of that that malarkey, uh, the lady who runs the two lines uh, tried to get us to go back into one super line. But in order for us to go back into one super line, that would have meant my line would have had to fall into rank behind the other line. And I'll tell you what, there might have been a time in my life where I would have said, okay, miss, thank you, ma'am. And I would have gone into the super Superline wasting 10 more minutes, but I'm done. I'm officially done. Maybe at the age of 38, I've entered the grumpy older person, you know, stage of life where I refuse to play the games. But why, why should I uh, have to work for the company 
the supermarket that is now uh, you know jacking prices up even further. Where is the money going? You can't get mad at the person sort of managing the self checkout. They're just as effed as everybody else. But either way, luckily the lady in front of me when she, when we were told we had to join into the other line, oh you're in the wrong line. You need to be in this line. The lady in front of me just told the checkout lady, no, I'm not moving. I'm not changing lines. This is the line I'm in and I'm going to that register next. And I tell you what, it worked. It was a real uprising. If we could only like sort of link hands in unity and have these uprisings on a bigger level with maybe the way government works, uh, power to the people. Anyway, it was, it was a real afternoon for me. And, and I, uh, we received, we, we've been receiving some Christmas gifts. I'll tell you what, I'll get into the Christmas gifts after I reset the palette here with a little bit of Drummer Boy. This is Adam Blackstone featuring Kenny Got Soul on t- The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon singing Little Drummer Boy. Let him play, let him play. We let the drummer boy play. Uh, yeah. Let him play, let him play. We let the drummer boy play. And he smiled at All right, that's a little drummer boy right there. And it was featuring uh, a couple like uh, about 10-year-old drummers, and they sounded absolutely fantastic. All right, we're getting ready for the Christmas season. I received a box last night. You know, not many people have my address. Only people that are super fans and those that are suing me have my address. And uh, uh, we got some great gifts. And I've received a package last night. And on the outside of the package, it said it was a, a golden, uh, what, a golden ham or a honey, honey-soaked ham, whatever the hell, honey-glazed ham, whatever the hell it's called. And I was really excited. I opened the package up and it actually turns out to be Christmas presents from my mom. Now I I understand this is going to sound super petty, but I opened up the Christmas presents. It was, it was an art piece I did in fourth grade. My mom and then, don't get me wrong. She sent me money. She sent me some other things. She did the good thing that mothers do. She sent me, but she also included junk. She gave, you know, she'll always, do you guys have moms that do this? Please write in. I, I would love to know. Send me a message on Instagram at dneils. Do you have moms that continuously use holiday seasons as yard sales? So, so one of the, one of the framed, uh, uh, photos that she, sent to me in this box was a high jumping photo from me in high school. There was a photo of me high jumping, playing quarterback and pitching, you know, to doing three different sports. And she sent it to me. Now the photo, the glass from the picture frame is completely shattered. I mean, it's, it's literally in a million pieces and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it, to add insult to injury, my mom knows we're moving in three weeks. The last thing we need is uh, is framed uh, uh, high school and fourth grade artwork. You know, I literally was never. I have you. You, you know how it is with parents, and maybe this is a good reminder because uh, I'm saying this smiling in jest. Gotta love my mom, but maybe this is a reminder that we don't choose our family. God bless them. We love them. 
And uh, it's no spite whatsoever. But uh, just a reminder, if your kid's about to move across the country, don't send them. Don't send them anything tangible. No material goods. We're about to spend $6,000 on a U-Haul. We don't have room for this picture frame. Anyway, it broke. All right. I'm going to get to your entertainment news. We got a lot of it coming right after this. And you guys know I consider myself sort of a connoisseur when it comes to Christmas movies. And do you remember Christmas with the Cranks, a Tim Allen vehicle, uh, where they decided to cancel Christmas one year and instead take all the money they would have spent on Christmas and do a nice uh, cruise to the Bahamas? That was the plan, right? And of course, like any good Christmas movie, the plan doesn't always go as planned. Well, here we have on uh, CNN Travel, a Bahamas cruise diverted to New England and Canada. This isn't good. Uh, Passengers on the cruise ship MSC Meraviglia didn't get the balmy getaway they were expecting. The ship scheduled to sail to the Bahamas this week, instead headed to New England and Canada due to unseasonable and rapidly worsening weather that would have made it impossible to safely reach the Southern Atlantic Ocean from New York City. The last minute change left guests scrambling. Uh, Someone said, once I got the notification, I rushed to Walmart to try and get my family winter clothes. I grabbed whatever I could, but Walmart was closing early that night, so we had to just bring what we had packed. We still have shorts, bathing suits, and sunscreen with us. Oh, what a nightmare. I tell you what, I am the perfect level of white trash where I actually enjoy a good cruise. As you guys might remember, I surprised my wife with a cruise for her birthday this past spring. You know, it's a last-minute thing because there's a cruise that leaves out of um, Long Beach here in uh, Los Angeles. So I told her two hours before we were set to launch, I said, honey, pack your bags. We're going on a cruise and it cruised to Mexico two nights. You know, simple cruise here. But, um, oh, I just love it. I love the fact that you just know where your dinner's going to be. Cruises do a very good job of taking decision making out. It's like, all right, I guess we're doing uh, tacos by the pool bar, you know? But I have to say this it was not nice weather on my cruise, and most cruise ships don't have heated hot tubs built to size for people uh, in bad weather. So uh, the amount of people sitting, soaking in this one hot tub, I, 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 I would never wish this on anybody's soul, putting them through this Petri dish of piss. It's all, it was all it was. You know, you'd see people partying in a hot tub and I'm like, sir, you haven't left that hot tub in four hours. What do you do? Is this, am I sitting in your toilet right now? But either way, hey, that's what a cruise is all about. Making friends, getting cozy. All right. Speaking of making friends and getting cozy, I've been uh, infatuated with the Kelsey brothers, Travis and Jason Kelsey. Of course, Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift. Travis and his brother Jason. Travis plays on the Kansas City Chiefs, and Jason plays on uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. They have a podcast together, and here is their quick update about Taylor Swift. Yesterday, we gave you an update about how good her cinnamon rolls are. I tell you, if I ever get to meet Taylor Swift and eat one of her cinnamon rolls, no pun intended, you know me, I'm a big sweet tooth. That will be uh, that will be my heaven. That actually will be my Super Bowl. Here's what they had to say. Lastly, in attendance, as was uh, shown on the TV copy, <laughs> the whole Swift family. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. It was uh, Taylor and obviously Scott. Yeah, Mr. Swift. Got a nice sweater on there. Yeah, full full Chiefs gear. It's a good sweater. No, it looks good on him. <laughs> if I ever have a daughter and she ends up becoming a pop star and ends up dating a very likable football player, and I get to go to football games for free, I'm telling you, 
I'll, that'll that's the jackpot. You can only wish, uh, you can only hope that when you have kids, they'll be successful enough that eventually, in your older age, you get free stuff. <laughs> I think his complexion really suits green more. If I don't say so myself, I don't know. It's kind of the, it's kind of looking real nice on him, man. It's a swaggy vintage joint. I mean, it's a nice sweater. I'm not gonna lie. He's rocking it, man. And it seems to be enjoying himself. It seems to be everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. You wouldn't you just you wouldn't have never seen this in in football like several years ago. The fact that they have podcasts. And you know what? This is kind of what I hate about The Bachelor is that they don't let contestants go on social media, you know, and I kind of understand they're in the middle of shooting and they don't let them go on because they don't want to ruin the edit, but Hearing the Kelsey brothers discuss football and pop culture and all this stuff in between games during the season, you just, this just wouldn't have happened years ago, but it's great marketing, uh, sort of like, it's, a, it's almost like an adjacent reality show that they have during the football season. That one right there. It's the wrong team, but it's a nice sweater. <laughs> oh, man. I'll say this. They showed Taylor at the game. And yeah. uh, I mean, you don't you don't see an entire home team fan base go insane for somebody wearing the opposite team's colors just shows you how amazing that girl is they went absolutely insane that being that taylor swift was in new england uh of course cheering on the kansas city chiefs i mean here's the deal even though she's dating a guy from the chiefs i mean as a new england patriots fan we would have loved to have taylor swift uh, uh dating tom brady i mean come on he's a single guy he's a little older but you know hey you can make it work a couple greatest of all times pop star nfl quarterback whatever uh but either way it's it's a fun story to follow it's a it's it's a victimless harms nobody fun story to follow that being taylor swift uh, pursuing love smiling ear to ear learning about football for the first time she says she never knew how to play whatever and apparently uh before the game travis kelsey caught a pass as you do when you're warming up just just caught a pass in warm-ups and apparently uh the, a lot of people in the stands started cheering because like they were literally just there to follow the taylor swift travis kelsey story and i don't blame them uh, you know as the record will show i know reality steve's been following this as well as the record will show i absolutely love this and that's coming from me a new england patriots fan we don't have much to cheer for this year the least we can cheer for is love when they showed Taylor on the screen, yes. That's pretty awesome. There might have been a few Brads and Chads that were booing, but for the most part, <laughs> Brads and Chads. everybody was fucking screaming their tail off for That's it. That's awesome. And um, yeah, I was trying to keep it cool. I was like, don't show, don't, don't show your cards. Don't show your cards. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was fun. Shout out to the, the Patriots, New England. She uh, Taylor's on board, or she's on record saying that uh, that stadium's uh, one of the funnest that she's played at. So uh, for them to show her is uh, just kind of, I guess showing her some uh, some love. So I mean, how how crazy too to think Travis Kelsey's part of an NFL football team that has sixty players, a more or less, right, fifty five man roster, or whatever, and then they got twenty coaches, and they, you know they show up with a hundred plus people, right, and then the other team has a hundred plus people, and they all they all get together and play a football game once a week, right, and then they fill the stadium. Taylor Swift does that on her own with her own audience. The amount of equity, social equity she has and ticket sales she has, unbelievably remarkable. And speaking of remarkable, you know me. I love a good story. Give me gold. Give me aliens. Give me Christmas movies. Give me conversations with whales. I don't know if you knew this. Big fan of whales, uh, like a sperm whale, but I'll take a blue, a humpback. I'll take, I'll take any type of whale. 
This is in the Daily Mail, so I take this with a grain of salt here. Scientists claim they've had a 20-minute conversation with a whale and say it could pave the way for conversations with aliens someday. Now, forget conversations with aliens. Let's start talking to whales. Uh, killer whales, killer sharks, what are they called? Uh, they're really dolphins. Killer whales are just dolphins on steroids. That's all they are. Scientists have had a conversation with a 38-year-old whale named Twain. This research could be used to develop tools to communicate with aliens. It might sound like a scene out of Avatar, but scientists claim it's now possible to have a conversation with a whale following a 20-minute chat with a humpback in southeast Alaska. A 38-year-old whale named Twain spoke with the researchers from the SETI Institute and UC Davis by responding to a pre-recorded contact call. This marks the first communication between humans and whales in their own language, according to the team. Looking ahead, the researchers say that conversations could pave the way for interactions with aliens. Uh, in the study, researchers from SETI studies how whales communicate in the hopes of developing intelligent filters as part of the search for alien life. The scientists broadcast a type of greeting call called a whoop throp through underwater speakers. When the call was played through the water, Twain approached the boat and responded with a greeting call of her own. Importantly, the scientists found that Twain was changing the frequency of her own calls in response to the researcher's broadcast. According to the lead author, Dr. Brendan McCowan of UC Davis, this mirroring behavior shows that the whale was engaging in a type of interactive conversations with the recorded call. Can we get Twain on the line? Th uh, thwip thwap. Can we just, can, can somebody, uh, if there's anyone in Southeast Alaska, will you please take this episode of my podcast, dip your waterproof phone under the water and just play this. Thwip thwap. Garbage. A uh, thwip thwap. Okay, let's see if they respond. I'd love to get Twain on the line here for us. All right, how do we top that story? I don't know about you guys, but I, I like science. I like nature. I like all of that. I like I like when we find out we're saving rhinoceroses and, and whatnot. And uh, maybe Twain, who knows? Maybe Twain could get his own podcast. Um, I don't know why they call him Twain, and I don't know how they know he's 38 years old. But either way, that's neither here nor there. Kyle, in, in other gossip news, oh, you know what? Let's, let's do this. Let's go to a break. And when we come back, we'll share some more gossip and some uh, words uh, from Clayton Eckerd right after this. You know, every once in a while, I'll get like a funny comment on YouTube from somebody saying, get a real job. On Instagram, I posted this stat. I posted this reel about how like healthcare sucks and we have to fix it. It's all broken, blah, blah, blah. And of course, it led to a big conversation. There's about 200,000 people have viewed this one reel of mine. It's not a big deal, whatever. And so it's like, oh, you just get a real job. You know, the type of job that holds your healthcare over your head so you can never quit. You know, that type of deal, right? And it's kind of like, oh man, you know, I, I, we live in a weird time of transition where a lot of people don't want to work for others. They don't want to, uh, you know, uh, work a, an hourly job that might that might be paying off somebody else's dreams. And I can understand you got to cho choose what's right for your family, this and that. But what's so interesting, and I've watched the documentaries on the Paul brothers, but Logan Paul, right? So interesting. I mean, the guy's a, the guy's a dang YouTuber. No, don't get me wrong. He's a big YouTuber, but he, of course, because he has equity. In this company he started, a Prime Energy Drink. You know, a lot of people know Prime Energy Drink and don't necessarily realize it's his company. He reveals in the second year of having this company, which is, you know, essentially just an energy beverage. That's all it is. It's like a Gatorade, right? With caffeine. In his second year, he reveals how much money the company made. Have a listen. For shops, he is. makes more money out of this drink than it does out of wrestling. You know, That's a huge thing. Here. You know what, what we did this year in internal revenue? You gonna tell me? 1.2 B. Yeah. 
billion dollars. I have to say I'm proud of it. All right. You I'm, should I'm, be. I'm going to be arrogant for a second and say that's insane. Like like two YouTubers founded a hydration company and did 1.2 billion revenue in their second year. We're the fastest growing hydration beverage in history. I don't know how we got here. The marketing's great. The product's great. Um, we have great uh, distributors. Very blessed, Varney. Very blessed. And now uh, I got this gold prime. I got this gold belt. <laughs> yeah, right. So there he is. That's Logan Paul revealing that Prime sold $1.2 billion in sales this year. And I'm guessing it's really cheap to make. You know, I, I don't even think they do too much in marketing. The stuff just flies off the shelf. That's Logan Paul on Fox Business. So if you ever tell your kids, oh, you know, quit playing on YouTube or whatever, just remember building a little equity in yourself can be the greatest path to, you know, entrepreneurial pursuits. You know, if you can have an audience, you can do whatever you want with that audience. You can bake cinnamon buns or, you know, whatever. Who cares, right? All right. Well, we've got a few more stories. Let's fly through. Flying through. We've been covering Kyle Richards and uh, her relationship with Mauricio Umansky. You know, Mauricio Umansky was on this season of Dancing with the Stars. I think she's a real housewife, but she escapes reality with Mexico vacation after Mauricio Umansky steps out with Influencer. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills start jetted off to Mexico on the heels of her estranged husband, Mauricio, stepping out with influencer Alexandria Wolf in Aspen. Sometimes we just need to escape reality for a bit, she captioned a sunset snap taken in Punta de Mita on Tuesday. I don't know what's going on with the relationship. I don't know if they're trying to work things out or if they're together for, I don't know, financial reasons. Who knows? But we'll be covering this Bravo mess as it continues. All right. I got three clips of Clayton Eckerd. Uh, he was on a podcast called The Men in the Arena. Uh, their bio says, two men on a mission to change the way we view mental health and vulnerability. And I got to tell you, I have a lot to say about mental health and a lot to say about checking in on the strong ones that are out there. I've had an absolute uh, depletion of my dopamine in the last few days. Not to say I'm in a bad mood. It's not that I'm in a bad mood. I'm just realizing I need to go on a long run. I have to get off the internet. I have to restore the things that make me feel special and uh, not find happiness externally. Here's Clayton and what he had to say. I kept trying to find little things like that and didn't know it until after the show, but the whole reason I went, you know, became The Bachelor. I thought if I was the, the Bachelor, you know, people would finally think that I'm good enough. You know, it's like, oh, like, I'm the most sought after man in America. You know, that's so now I'm no longer the big brother, you know, and that validation I'm seeking, I'm going to finally find it. And still didn't get the validation. I kept trying to... You know, people realize this too, and that's where the clip cuts off. I'm not interrupting him. It's just a short clip. Uh, the men in the arena underscore on Instagram. But that's what people realize. They realize when they achieve whatever financial goal they had, when they get the dream this or buy the boat or whatever it is, they realize that that's not where happiness is found. It's not, not a bad thing to own a boat, but happiness comes from within. Here's another clip. A lot of negative commentary. People telling me to kill myself. People telling me I'm not deserving of love people telling me that I, everything i was I'm, he's ugly he doesn't you know like he doesn't like a guy like this like uh you know deser deserves to just be taken off the you know like the face of this earth like he's a waste of space i mean i got messages by the thousands and they were rolling in just you know i couldn't keep up with them I just started like really questioning who i was and I yeah what a bummer too to know that 
Clayton was treated this way and to know what he's going through right now. I have to tell you, man, I've been I've been wickedly bitter myself. And I'm only bringing my story up because it's sort of adjacent to Clayton's here regarding, you know, the, the, the paternity scandal, the harassment scandal or whatever. I find myself checking in and wondering which of my contemporaries are sticking up for me, which of my peers seem to have my back, who I feel like should be vocal in support of me that isn't. And it's really made a sort of sickened version of myself, maybe even a paranoid version of myself where I just have to accept that some people have my back and some people don't. Some people have the mental wherewithal to fight this fight like a reality, Steve, and some people don't. And I need to not judge others for not maybe being able to rise to the occasion I wish they would. But I tell you what, I do feel a sense of bitterness sometimes when I think of what I've what I've done for others. And that's I know it's codependent of me to do something for other people and then expect something in return. And it's not like I expect much from my peers and my, you know, but I, I do expect I do I do feel like I'm getting that support from my audience. So I'm not saying I don't feel it from you guys. Uh, I just, I feel like my audience knows what's going on. You've been super supportive. I mean, people are sending me Venmos and GoFundMes and supporting here and all that. I, I just want everyone to know how much I thank and appreciate you. And I don't want any lack in my life to take away from all of the abundance. And we have so much abundance. I mean, in several weeks, I'm going to be closing on a dream home. I'm buying my first home. I'm a little late to the party in my late 30s. But to think that I can talk through the microphone, connect with you guys, uh, meet a lot of great people, perform comedy on stage. I've got a baby on the way. So many good things are happening in life. This is just my reminder to you. I'm doing what I can to continue to, uh, to protect my mental health so I can continue to bring to you guys what I hope to be the highest level of energy out there. I don't know if I've done that this week. I kind of felt bad about yesterday's episode. To be fully honest, yesterday's morning episode, um, I recorded right after getting that bad news of this person who I feel like is smearing me and mischaracterizing me. And it, and it, and it kind of hit me really hard. And I'm not afraid to share when that happens. I'm just committed to tell you that even when I get knocked down, I'm promising you this, I'm going to get up Every single time, I'm going to come back stronger. I'm going to I'm going to work harder to better sort of um, communicate to you in the best way possible. I'm I'm really committed in 2024 to giving you guys the best show, and uh, I've got a lot of uh, tricks up my sleeve. Just wait, hang in there. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait to finish 2023 up with you. Well, I've got uh, content to make all day long, and then we'll be here at 10 a.m. on Patreon if you want to be part of the private membership only community patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Otherwise, we'll see you this afternoon for another episode of The Rush. Happy winter solstice, everybody. It's a short day out there. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.